So we just finished watching the Newsies. Woo-hoo! It was a fantastic show. Um, my name is David Mock, and I'm sitting here with my dad, Hi. Andrew, and uh, I hope that you can tell our voices apart. I heard that that was a bit of an issue. Uh, and we're here with our friend Diane. Lovely to hear from Hello. for you to be here today. Now, quickly from your background, do you know much uh, about musicals? Are you a musical theatre aficionado? No, just one of those people who go and watch them and enjoy them and love the music and love watching it and get completely lost in it. Oh, that's wonderful. But never been in one. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of it, Dad? Uh, Newsies? Yep. yep. Yep, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Fantastic. I love the energy. Um, we're, you made the comparison about West Side Story. Sorry for stealing your thunder. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, lots of comparisons there. Yeah. Really good. Okay, so, uh, okay, highlights for me. Um, dancing, athletic, gymnastic, um, wonderful dancing. Um, for me, the attitude of the guys, the, the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just 100%. It was just all out there. It was really great. Um, and the the story, um, I thought, was, was treated really well. Um, obviously based on the historical events. Um, and they've added some pathos. They've added, you know, lots of um, great stuff in there to make it a, not just a, an interesting story, but a good show. Mm. Um, and, of course... The the best thing of it, of course, was the set. Just go figure. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't call that the best part. But it, was, well, it was a very good part. It was, yeah, it was unique. Okay. Yeah. What did you think, Diane? I loved, I loved the way they used that um, sort of industrial look. Mm. And then they mm. moved everything and used lights in the set. There were some scenes there where one scene was overlapping the setting up for the next scene mm-hmm. and they were actually dancing on the table for the next scene <laughs> and you hardly even noticed yeah. when mm-hmm. suddenly they left and you're in a whole new scene. Yeah. I thought it was stunning whoever yeah. controlled what was happening mm-hmm. on that stage. Mm-hmm. But no, that, that dancing, just powerful, powerful, yeah. powerful mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. No, I thought it was fantastic. Um, the What I... What I found interesting um, was the way they handled the story um, because uh, now I watched the first half of the live-action movie that the stage show was based on and I was a bit taken aback watching the movie when all of these poor kids started singing cheerfully about their job. <laughs> and I was thinking, wait, 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 is this... It, it did, like, elevate me into the musical theatre world where you are just hopeful and happy a lot of the time. And I think that's something that people don't like about musical theatre. Mm. Uh, and I think this is something that the stage show certainly does, is that it is unrealistically cheerful. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, and uh, But I think that's not necessarily a bad thing if we take away the true message about justice, because really, if you are fighting for um, rights in terms of getting paid a living wage and not getting mistreated by your employers, um, then it's okay to be (laughs) cheerful about it. You don't have to be glum when you're fighting for your rights, I I guess. What do you think about that? And the way that Newsies handled this controversial-ish topic. Me, I think there were parts in it that I that really got me emotionally. Mm. I mean, I know what you're saying about all the happy and joy and all that, but 
there were still bits in it where you could just see the unfairness and the injustice and the powerlessness. And you think there, there are hundreds, thousands of kids you know, working just to survive and being treated badly, absolutely powerless. And then they all get together and suddenly you've got a formidable force. You know, it's, the, it's that old thing of the revolution. Push someone hard enough down, get out of the way when they come back. They all come back together. Mm. Mm. Have you got thoughts, Dad? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked your. Um, um, I think what what you're saying about the movie, uh, the the first movie was um, uh, the. It didn't work because you, it was in a movie mode, mm. and then it turned into a musical mode. And hanging, hang, what's going on here? We got you know a very realistic um, a portrayal of of uh, you know children in poverty, um, and then suddenly we've switched into this. Um, this happened away. I mean, knowing well, there's a couple of um, pressures here, and and I think they've done the impossible. They've created an oxymoron. They have, um, first of all, it's done by Disney. Okay, you, <laughs> you, the you know the rumor is that you can't even swear on a on a Disney set. It's it's so clean and and you know, so it's it's more happy than happy. It's it's the land of happiness. So mm-hmm. Disney is is big on happiness. Um, and then of course. It's a Broadway musical, for goodness sake. It's going to be... It's got to stick to its genre. And so it had all the elements that a Broadway musical should have. It had a little bit of romance. It had an underdog. It had, a, you know, a hero in, in compromising situations. It had, you know, um, and all, all, you know the, the good baddie, the, you know, strong baddie. Mm. And then, of course, you've got um, what you and I talk about quite a lot, the... Um, the Deus Ex Machina at the end. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy case. Roosevelt, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of Saying solve it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so it's, it's got to be true to its genre, which it was. Um, it's got to be Disney, so it's even more happy. Mm. So how did it portray a story of poverty and injustice mm. and, you know, so- social uh, mayhem... Mm. Well, still staying true to its form. Yeah. Go figure. It did. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> and, and to me, the big thing about the show was energy. It had such energy in the dancing and the dialogue. Even in the quiet moments, there was mm. still, hang on, hang on, what do you think about this sort yep, of, sort yep. of mm. energy? This fantastic. Well done. Yeah, that's actually the one thing that uh, struck me. And uh, on screen, it looks like overacting. But in a theatre, it needs that energy that mm. um, becomes really big. Uh, facial uh, expressions and, and gestures. What struck me, though, was Jeremy Jordan's performance mm. as the main character was not too big for a screen, which I found mm. incredible that he was able to pull off mm. a performance big enough for a theatre and small enough for a screen. I thought that was brilliant. Any other mm. cast casting things that you liked? Many. That, there were just so many that you... They seemed to be the natural person for that role. You couldn't see them playing anything else. The the secretary, I can't think of her name. Mm, mm. She had some fabulous lines, <laughs> yes. but she had even better expression. <laughs> she could have got away with several of those lines just by just by her expression. She didn't mm-hmm. need to say a thing. Mm-hmm. I liked the love interest as well. I thought that was... Uh, I liked their story arc as well. Anything about the characters or the love romance, Dad? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, love the characters. Um, good casting, very good casting. Uh, I don't think there are any flaws. Even even down to Brooklyn being a little bit more muscly and, and attitude. <laughs> yeah. <and>, yeah. <laughs> you know, Brooklyn, you know, as if they're the, the sort of... 
<clears throat> patronising the others and saying, yeah, we're stepping behind you now, it's a real strike. <laughs> <laughs> and our chests are two inches bigger than the rest of Yeah, yeah, great cast. And of course, me, the, the fun part was was hearing the voice of Tom Hanks um, through Teddy Roosevelt. And, and I said that if that's not Tom Hanks, it's a really good impersonator. <laughs> and, and yeah, and he was, the, that voice was iconic. I was thinking what you just said before, I was thinking during uh, the movie, um, and that the actors had the tricky job of acting for the camera mm. and for a massive audience in a massive theatre. Uh, and I, th- I think they chose the camera because there was one point, uh, Catherine is, uh, they're on the balcony, Catherine is singing to, I'm going to call him Jeremy now. Um, uh, Jack. Jack. Um, and he is pulling the best expressions mm. that the audience just would not see. Now, if it was a rock concert, you'd have great big screens beside you. You can see every expression. But the audience, unless they're even front row, yeah, okay, they might be able to see it, but certainly not the people in the middle or the back. And, and so he was really working for the camera. And for us at home, it was the right call. It was the right thing to do. Of course, the other thing about this particular one is that um, it, this production was made to be filmed. Now, this this particular that what we saw. So it was uh, they called the best of the best cast back to do this um, movie. They they took th- three nights, three performances, and and molded the best together. I'm so glad they did. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. It's interesting that musical theatre seems to have a pattern of nothing much happening in the first half and a lot happening in the second half. Um, that seemed to happen here with just a lot of setup, a lot of character development in the first half. They did do it actually faster than the film does, as far as I can tell. The first half of the film is also quite empty. Um, but uh, a lot happens in the second half. You're certainly on the edge of your seat. Mm. Um, and you are reasonably invested in the characters but um your investment in the characters certainly grows throughout the time even if it's not strong to start with you're on board with them what do you think so what's your question did did the characters draw us in is that what you're asking yeah i mean i usually judge how good a show or a movie is by how much i care about the characters and stuff Well, definitely I cared about them. Mm. I mean, the, the, um, it's a funny thing that the last ones coming on, like Roosevelt, seemed, yeah, okay, didn't care about him. You know, <laughs> he hadn't seen him build up. It was a comedy moment. Yeah, mm. but the guy on the crutches, when mm. he's up there and he's writing that letter, yeah. and you, your heart's breaking for him because mm. you're thinking, you haven't got a hope. You, you really haven't got a hope. And you're loyally saying to your mates, right, well, you know, Good luck, get on with it. Mm, look after and, each other. Mm. Yeah, look after each other. And you sort of, oh, yeah, your heart melts for somebody like that. Mm. Um, the other characters, even just, even some of the dancers, you know, like the the strutting one, <laughs> you know, with the cigar. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yet you sort of, and then he has one part and you think, oh, that is so typically you. <laughs> and, and then it's like, oh, hang on, you're a character. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, of course it's like you. It's mm. building that character. Mm. Excellent. That, yeah. That yeah. is that is excellent, excellent acting for someone to be able to, to do that. What do you think, Dad? Oh, yeah, brilliant. I mean, uh, in terms of, of caring for the characters, um, 
I mean, you've got to have the underdog and and, and introducing. It's interesting. Interesting that the the show began with the sidekick. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. That um, he's the one singing. Hey, I got to get up. I got to try and beat the others to it because I'm lame. Ah. <laughs> it's my um, disability that forces me to try to to be better and earlier and everything than anyone else. Mm. Um, and then we find how long he's he's got someone looking out for him and. Um, it turns out to be the protagonist, so that's really good. Um, I loved uh, Catherine. Felt really, um, yeah. I, f- I felt for her. I thought, yeah, yep, yep. Same. This is a smart, clever woman who's you know doing her best, and mm-hmm. um, and of course she's falling in love with this um, reluctant hero. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, uh, I 100% agree with both of you, and you you both had that moment that uh, both spoke of two moments that I thought were really powerful in the. In the film, there was another moment that you thought yeah, of as well. Yeah, yeah, there was. Um, so, <clears throat> what I was thinking was um, the good old recitative aria chorus uh, routine. Um, well, ha- explain that. Sorry, what was it? I was saying. So, uh, in opera, we have a recitative, which is a musical conversation. We have an aria, which is a soliloquy or you know mm-hmm. something like that, like uh, a monologue. Yeah, and then we have a chorus uh, number, and, and most shows st- start with a chorus number, and you know, and um, and then they're sort of. Um, we've we've got the arias interspersed and so on. So what happened here with this one? Um, yes, we've got these great big chorus numbers, wonderful. Um, um, but the the arias are really good. So we, and they they give um, a moment for the audience to pause and catch our breath uh, after the big energy of uh, because if we had energy the whole way through, we would be exhausted just watching. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like the way that they used the dancing. That whenever it came back onto the stage. You felt, yeah, it's the dancing again. Um, yeah, it was good. But what those arias did, and this is where it links to your previous question, um, is that it gave us the opportunity to care for that character. Yeah. And so here we had, um, you know, we're starting sort of recitative really at the beginning um, with the um, Charlie uh, Crutchy, sorry, mm. Crutchy explaining his situation, and yep. then we're finding out about them. You know, some exposition of character there. Um, what surprised me, and it shouldn't have it, and I thought, oh, you do, was uh, we had Catherine doing a, a solo fairly yeah. quickly, fairly early on, and here she is uh, writing, um, you know, her song and uh, her story, and and we see her angst, and we, we, we're finding out, you know, a little mm. bit about her and, mm. and how this could make her or break her and, mm. um, and, you know, the risk that this posed for her, but she, you know, had the guts to do it, you know. So she was very much a fighter, as much a fighter as, as they were, for her own um, world and independence and um, yeah, and so on. That was the other song that I was going to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. So you each pointed out um, three songs that I think were probably, now reflecting on it, the strongest songs of the show. It was the opening scene, which is remarkable for how powerful it is mm. because that relationship and the situation that they set up in that scene, including the song Santa Fe, uh, which is the I want song of of the show, um, is carried through the whole show. And so because you have that um, theme of his desire to get out of New York, as well as that relationship, the dynamic between the two, uh, essentially brothers, even though they're they're just friends. Um, and so because eventually at the end of the show, the brothers went out and he stays in New York instead of going west. Um 
that was the first moment. The second moment was Catherine's I Want Song, which was the, the it's currently my favourite song from the show, but probably only because of, it's the only one of them I've heard before, apart from Seize the Day. But the version of Seize the Day in this one is different from the recording that I've listened to over and over again, which is from the original movie um, that was on a classic Disney album. But the song that Catherine sang, I heard someone perform when I was in Sydney, uh, either in musical theatre school or afterwards. Um, it's a fantastic song for any um, for any up-and-coming um, musical theatre uh, female vocalist to learn, just because it's so... it's such a good characterization, mm-hmm. dynamics, all of that. And it really lets you in um, because what I think that they did well in this was making Catherine not just, not like a perfect role model. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's, a, it's a gripe that um, it seems that we can't be feminist without portraying women perfectly, you know? And that's not true. You know, we, we've got to be honest Um and and I think you actually care more for for women when you see their not only what they're super amazingly good at, um, but also their fears and and the other things. And so that was really cool to to get a window into her mind, um, and to understand the power of words, which she kind of lets us in on that theme a bit, because that's what ultimately wins out. It's what get, gets the um, the other kids' attention. And I really, really like that they opened it up to um, the other types of ch- child labour mm. in the city. And that was an excellent idea. It happened very quickly, and it happened off stage, so to speak. We didn't see all of these children leave their jobs or for a day um but we also that newspaper that was printed and sent out to all of the child laborers uh, so that they would strike is what got the attention of the politicians who were able to shut down the corrupt organization or at least you know until they resolved the situation and so she brought in the theme of the power of words and and that really and the power of the press and the power of all working together and using each other's gifts, I thought that was really cool how they uh, used different people's talents for the cause of this um, event with, with the charis- charisma of Jack, with the brains of Dave, mm. with the, um, the skill with the quill of, of Catherine. Um, then, of course, there's the moment that you brought up Diane with uh, with Crutchy in jail, mm. and, and I think that that is just is the is the only moment that nearly brought me to tears. Mm. Uh, I think maybe the show is just too happy to bring you to tears. Dad, you usually say that mm. um, a show always you always once you cry mm. usually once in a show. Yeah, yeah not this time. Mm, close to it. Uh, yeah. Close to it. Yeah, yeah. Was there a what was the close moment? Yeah, was was that that was the yeah uh, the, the pathos. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the, the area where um, uh, Jack is, you know, is debating with himself about, and, you know, he's, he's taken himself off. This is after the, the newsies have been beaten. This is the closing of the first act. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's all confused. And, um, I like that too. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's questioning whether he should be putting other people in danger. And mm. yeah, yeah, that's, that's really good. Good moral dilemma. Um, mm. Yeah, now I've got one for you. Um, 
the music I think was great for singers. Oh. I don't know if it was great for dancers. Now, because you've made the comparison of of um, podcast that um, the this show is a lot like West Side Story in that it's got great dancing, but it's not like West Side Story in that the music isn't as good for dancing as ah. Bernstein's West Side Story is. That is perhaps why the dancing felt so incongruous to me. It just the it was amazing. They were doing all of these acrobatic tricks mm-hmm. and beautiful leaps and turns and uh but it didn't seem to fit it's like it was tacked on you know oh, okay that's what i felt and mm-hmm. maybe it's because the music was not as grungy as as the west side story stuff or it wasn't as kinetic i don't know do you have an opinion i would just like to see a bit more variety but what do you think okay. I don't know, because the first, first viewing like that, I'm always carried away visually. Mm. The, the, the music, it's, it's there and it's going, mm. and it was just, the dancing was so virile, so mm. powerful, so mm. strong. And we were talking about young blokes, because they didn't bring the young girls in. This mm. was very mm. much just the boys, not the girls. Mm. And therefore, it was sort of expressing that, you know, heaps of energy, rage frustration, all of that sort of stuff. And you could see that coming through in the dance. But I'd have to see it again to mm. listen to the music mm. because I'm, I'm always caught visually. I couldn't hum a single tune out of that. Mm, okay. That's just because yeah. visually it got me. Yeah, I can tell you all about the picture that he drew. The paintings that he painted mm. for the uh, stage as well. Oh, that's a lady we didn't talk about, that, uh, that wonderful... Ah, uh, the showgirl. Yes. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's that's stunning. Good. Yeah. Yeah, no, she was stunning. But going back, you were saying with West Side Story, it's got bigger songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the West Side Story's got a, a greater variety of the different kinds mm. of songs. You've got the big Latin dance number. And then you've got the beautiful, is so you've got romantic. The, yeah, that's yeah. right. You've got Tonight, the big Hope song. You've got Maria's I Feel Pretty song. You know, it, you can still name these. These songs are still big. Yeah. And then you've got the fight songs, which sound different. Yeah, you've got yeah. the comedy song. Yeah, true. You've got the Let's Keep It Cool song. You know, there's, um, they're, they're all iconic because they're so unique and, um, mm. and different from each other. And yeah. And I didn't see that. I was. I didn't hear that. I was hearing a lot of reprising. I was. I was seeing a lot of the same dance moves by the end of the show that I'd seen in the, earlier in the show. Good dance moves. Yeah, it's not a not necessarily a criticism of the show. It's just, um, just saying that's what it was. Yeah. So that this was that was the package. Yeah. And it was a good package. I loved it. Really enjoyable. It. Mm, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm interested because um, Diane, you have an artistic bent, a visual artistic bent. What what jumped out at you uh, visually um, about the show? Now you, you mentioned you know uh, some of the drawings, that, that mobile, um, the movement of that whole mechanical structure, mm. and all that hard metal, and then they'll just flick down a screen, put something on it, and suddenly you've got an office. Mm. It was just that to me that was magical. The expressions, each of those characters had an individual expression that they seemed to hold. Their individualism held Mm. through the whole Mm. thing. Mm. It didn't matter. Mm. I mean, they were dancing hard. They must have been exhausted Mm. at times. And yet they're still looking just like... 
They were. Mm. Um, the costumes were brilliant. Oh, yeah. Mm. The costumes were just totally evocative of the character, of who they were. And that was that, that woman, the flamboyant woman. Yes. Her costumes <laughs> were just... <laughs> Yeah, they, they they were very descriptive of her, of her, mm-hmm. just the, yeah. I thought her song was handled well. I thought it wasn't too, um, uh, it, it was flirtatious enough for a G-rated thing at the mm. same time as being, oh, and the the comedy of her song as well. Mm. It, was, it was a beautiful musical theatre moment in that her song had almost nothing to do with the rest of the story. It was just... Um, scene dressing, basically. The fact that you had to see her sing a song in order to know that she was the star of this show, which the the show didn't matter. It was the theatre that was mm. going to be used later for mm. their rally, but mm. you still had the song anyway. And they used that to point to the dichotomy of um, wealth and true wealth and, um, and empty wealth. Uh, so she she was saying... Um, you know, I've got everything. I've got Bill and Harry want to give me a yacht, but <laughs> I don't have you. Mm. And so that's rich. Mm. And the, even that phrase, that's rich, is, mm. is about irony. So it's mm. just, that was well handled. Um, and I was going to go somewhere else. What I was going to go to, if you've got a last comment there before I go. Um, I, was, I was pleased that they made that character a woman. Because oh, yeah. if there's any criticism of the show, that it would be that um, where's the diversity? <laughs> we've got, one black guy. We've got three women on the show. Um, what's all that about? One Asian. <laughs> mm. um, so, yeah, so, so I mean, they could have quite easily had made this the theatre owner, quasi-mentor, um, you know, as yeah. a role as a male, but I'm so pleased they didn't. I'm so yeah. pleased they made it um, as female. And, of course, she she didn't mother... No. The protagonist, you know, she was there advising and she's saying, well, encouraging. Um, but she was still very much uh, supportive. Yeah. Which was, I, was, I was really pleased. So the, the point that I am interested in now as someone who aspires to be a filmmaker and loves musical theatre is the way that the stage show filmed translated onto our TV screen. So it seemed to me like I wasn't watching the Newsies. I wasn't in that story. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes it was more like I was watching actors. I was watching these actors' stories as they performed. And so I was in their successes when they did those dance moves well or when they hit those notes well. That was what I was watching for almost more than the story itself. Sometimes, especially in the song and dance numbers, which I found really interesting. And I'm not sure if you can like pull away from that in in any way when it's a musical on screen. What do you think? Well, just clarifying what you're saying first. Are you saying that you didn't you weren't lost in it? that you were standing back and just almost observing the performance. Yes, but that was not necessarily a bad thing because I was invested in the actors performing. You wanted to know how they performed. Mm. You were looking at that. Mm. Apart from a few times when I thought, my goodness, he looks like Marlon Brando. (laughs) (laughs) That was Jeff. Mm. Um, No, 
I was aware that it was a filming of a show and it just it just didn't bother me at all. I just mm. I wasn't distracted. Okay, but then, of course, good. I'm not looking for that. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, um, Dee. Uh, uh, often when I'm looking at shows, well, no, not often, all the time whenever I'm looking at shows, I'm looking at the car- uh, at the actors and singers, performers. Um, I'm listening to the musicians and thinking, mm, yeah, okay. Um, and, and I try to be appreciative of, of the work that people have put in mm. to create that show while I'm watching the show. And it's it's always appreciation. It's never criticism. Mm. I'm there to enjoy myself. That's why I've spent my money. And uh, and it was no different for me watching the movie. Ah. Whereas often I get lost in movies. And as I say, I, you know, I can cry in movies because I just get lost in it. But this one I didn't. And I think that was part of the reason was mm. because I was invested in the performers. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, yes, I was invested in the characters, but I was also invested in the performers. I wanted them to do well, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, good, they've got taps on, I said at one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was also very aware that it was, a, um, it was a filming of a performance, and yeah. one of the reasons is because at several moments they, the cameras turned on the audience to yes. see the audience reaction to things. And there are certain moments, um, because it was filmed, we would see it as a as a movie rather than as a stage show. If we were in the audience, we would see the whole stage the whole time. Well, obviously yeah. that we could zoom in on, on couples and so on. But one of the um, uh, the notable moments of that in the movie was they are passing the papers around the set. Yes. And and the, the movie, uh, the crane, followed the papers around the set rather than watching the whole mm-hmm. set. Of, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, yeah, Another example of that. Yeah. is uh, when the people in the office, were, the Pulitzer's office, were looking down into the orchestra pit mm. of the stage. And behind them, in the on the stage, were these people up, uh, higher than them physically, mm. in, the, in the cage, the gates of the print. Mm. But they were looking down. And when they filmed it, they... Um, didn't show that relationship on the stage mm. at first. So you mm. saw a very close shot of only the mm. set on the side of the stage of mm. the office, mm. and they looked down, and then you went to the... Uh, other you half cut, of the stage. Yeah. You cut to the other half of the stage, and so it seemed like, and you knew it wasn't because you knew it was on a stage, but it seemed like they were... Uh, actually looking down at, and the, these people in the cage were lower than them, mm. even though they were actually higher than them. Mm. Um, but I am also glad that after that cool shot, they had a different shot where you could see both mm. um, sets mm. on stage at the same time. Mm. Because I, I, yeah. Have you got anything else to say on those? You know, I think that's pretty good. Um, I did want to ask Diane to tell us about that there was a. Um a moment, it was a song in the show uh, where Jack has met Catherine for the first time and they're in the theatre watching oh, something that's happening in the, the theatre. Yeah. yeah, and you said, oh, that's clever, and I know what you meant. Do you remember? What, what oh, was that was, he was drawing. So he was actually doing a picture of her. And singing, eh? Yeah, so she's she's watching the show and he's sitting beside and really taken with her, drawing the picture and what's happening is projected on the, the 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 that metal structure that kept moving as part of the scenery um, was his drawing mm-hmm. happening. Mm, yeah, mm. and it was beautiful because it was done with thick black, um, mm. just beautiful lines, beautiful mm. shape. Mm. 
Yeah. I like that. Because yeah. what I found clever at that time, which I, what I thought you were referring to, was the fact that you've got the performers of the show that Catherine is watching singing away quietly, but and at the same time, Jack is singing above them. <laughs> so I completely missed that. So oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I completely missed the drawing. So so you've you've got this this lovely sort of if you like the the background music and and which is quite animated and quite fast, and here you've got Jack singing this lovely slow lyrical. Mm-hmm. Melody on top of it, yeah. I thought it was very clever um, how it was showing that there were two worlds mm-hmm. colliding, two things happening at the same time. Yeah. Now mm. the other part that I was very aware of the camera was when it wasn't telling the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I mean, but mm. there's a point in Catherine's aria where she's uh, trying to write this piece. Uh, write this piece for the newspaper and she you have this mid shot which is of waist up basically of her singing the song um and it felt like uh, a a criticism that i hear of tom hooper's movies which is lamers and cats which is basically that he only films the songs um that don't have dancing in it as close-ups um and i felt that here because if I wasn't watching a mm. film, then it, then I want to see the whole stage mm. because I, I want if I'm watching a filmed recording, I want to watch the whole stage. Mm. I don't want the camera guy telling me where to look. Mm. But if I'm watching a movie, then I want the camera to be telling me how to watch the show. Mm. And so in this halfway point, where he held this mid shot of Catherine talking for for a, a, a long amount of time, uh, so more than just a few seconds, it was strange in that it felt neither like a stage show, because I couldn't see the whole stage, mm. or like a movie, because it wasn't like a close-up on her face, it wasn't visually telling the story mm. With, mm. with the camera and the direction. So... I don't know if, if you've got any comments on that. What do you think? Well, yeah, I, I do. And, um, and, of course, this is our second episode of our um, musical movie yes. marathon. And we've only watched filmed stage shows. We haven't actually watched any music, movies. Yeah, but even the movies are going to have the difficulty of trying to translate a musical to a different medium. Yeah. And so this, um, this topic is going to come up again and again. I think what's interesting and uh, unique about the topic for this show is that... This show, uh, the the musical, is based on a movie <laughs> in 1992 yeah. that bombed. Yeah. So, which became a cult classic from the VHS run. Okay. So they wrote a musical for a movie that flopped, but they there was enough support for them to actually make a a live musical of it, mm. which they've been filmed because mm. it was so popular. Yeah. <laughs> Which and now the film of that is more popular than the original movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, actually, I'm not sure if the film of the stage show is as popular as the original. Oh, okay. movie. I know that right. the stage show is more popular than the original. Great. Well, what a wonderful mm. film, and what a wonderful stage show, and what a wonderful yeah. evening. Mm. And lest we forget the message of um, stand up for your rights, be united in mm. that. Mm. You know, don't beat people up. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is another nice thing, mm. um, 
And uh, yeah, we we uh, want people to be treated fairly for their mm. work. Mm. All right. All donations gratefully received. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you, this classifies as work. We could, we could set up a Patreon. If you found this entertaining. <laughs> well, the way that you can pay us is by leaving a review on whatever platform you use. Comment below. <laughs> um, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah.